0: God be the glory. To God be the glory. Amen. Amen. We thank God for this day. Hallelujah. Amen. I am Apostle Miracle Petenter and I am so excited about God's word. Amen. amen. I'm excited about God's word. Amen. Um what God gave me and as we had our soaking prayer yesterday, Amen, in the Zoom room, and as I was laying before God and and um in my in my space and And I heard God begin to speak, and I began to write. And he also pulled on some things that I listened to, and as I was reading and listening to the word in my devotional time, hallelujah, and knowing that oftentimes we start to compare ourselves to other people. Where am I in my business concerning verses where somebody else is in their business? Or where am I in my ministry in reference to where somebody else is in their ministry? Where am I in my education compared to somebody else in their education? Where am I in life compared to somebody else? And we often look at other people and we make that comparison and often the enemy, because we're making that comparison, first of all, looking at the natural things, we have to understand we're looking with the natural mind, right, and we're looking at the natural things they have and that they've accumulated and accomplished And we look at the natural things that we have, and it may not necessarily measure up. It may not necessarily be the same. And in that natural mind, that's when the enemy comes in, and he will make you feel shamed and guilt and rejected and make you feel less than, like you're not who you're supposed to be, that you're not doing or accomplishing the things that everybody else expects you to accomplish. And oftentimes we think, well, I should have gotten this, or they shouldn't have that, that it's not fair. It's not fair. Lord, why did you bless them with that? Why are you allowing them? Why do they have so many people? We so, <laughs> the, all the craziness. The crazy, why do they have a house and we don't have a house yet? Why do they have a car or we don't have a car yet? Or, or why does it, I don't have enough money, and they have more than enough money. Whatever that comparison may be, and we all, and often, in our humanness, we'll say it's not fair. But guess what? When we understand that as believers, as kingdom believers, first and foremost, we're not supposed to be looking with our natural eyes. We're not supposed to be thinking with our natural eyes. We're supposed to be operating by the spirit of the living God. We're supposed to have a spiritual mindset. And when we have a spiritual mindset, and you know that you're a kingdom believer you understand that, first of all, there are some things, everything has to be spiritually discerned. God does what he wants to do when he wants to do it. Why? Because he is right and he is just. He is a righteous judge. Ah, he is a righteous judge. Everything he does is right. That is the absolute truth and foundation of our faith. Whether in our humanness we understand it or not. And so, because of that, we need to remind ourselves who we are, Put on our spiritual mind that having the mind of Christ, and acknowledge the authority, acknowledge the authority, and submit to the authority of the righteous Judge. Hallelujah. So that's, that's what we're talking about today. And so we look at the word fair. What does it mean fair? When we look, um, just a general Google definition of fair says in accordance with the rules or standards, something that makes it legitimate. So when, I, when God looks at things and when God does things, he knows the end before the beginning. He knows the inside, the outside. He knows all the intricate details. So everything he does is fair. It's according to the rules and standards of his word. Things that you see and even things that you may not see. Because you don't know what happened last night. You don't know what happened this morning. And so... God will allow certain things to come to pass. He knows what's been going on in somebody's prayer closet. He knows what hasn't been going on in somebody's prayer closet. And God is faithful to his word. He will reward those who diligently seek him. So sometimes we're asking, well, why did you bless them, but you didn't bless me? Maybe we need to back it up and say, have we been diligently seeking the Lord? Yeah. Have we have we been doing our part? Because God is not going to do anything outside of his character, his nature, or his word. Yeah. And then also when we look at that compare, comparing things, is to estimate, to measure, to note the similarity or dissimilarity between things. We, if we're doing that with our natural eyes, you're going to miss some things. But remember, the righteous judge, he sits high and he looks low. And he sees some things that you may not see. And there are some things that you're not even supposed to see. We don't often see, when we look at a person and we get that first impression, we cannot necessarily look back in time to their past to see the wounds and the hurts and the rejections that they've been through. We cannot look back and see the certain things that they have accomplished and grown up in and grown through. And how they begin to mature on different levels and through different seasons. So for us in our natural mind to try to make a comparison, it's not fair. (laughs) It's unjust. It's unbalanced. So, and then also that act of judging and making a judgment. To make a judgment is the ability to make considered uh, considered decisions or come to sensible conclusions, an opinion or a conclusion. And at the end of the day, The righteous judge is the only one qualified. He is the only one qualified to make that righteous decision, that judgment, that conclusion. That's why he has all power. That's why he has all authority. To do what he does when he wants to do it. And so we're going to look in the word of God. We're going to look at a couple examples of, of people who thought things weren't fair. And they were kingdom believers. I'm reminded um, in Genesis chapter 27, you can go back in your own time, how even Rachel thought it wasn't fair that her son, Esau, and uh, was first born. And Jacob, that he was going to get the lesser portion. She didn't think that was fair. So what did she do out of her humanness and her natural mind? She decided to manipulate her husband and to, I'm going to make God's word come to pass. And and steal uh, Esau's birthright with Jacob. And then when we go a little further in Genesis, and we're looking here at Genesis chapter 37 verses 5 through 11, this is also in the same lineage. It's not fair. It's not fair. That spirit of jealousy and competition starts to creep in. And if you don't nip it in a bud, it will travel from generation to generation. Generation. So we have this going on with Jacob and Esau in that generation. And now Jacob's children. He he birthed the nation, the 12 nations, right? His name from Jacob changed to Israel. And now we see here at the time where Joseph was getting the dreams. And it says here in verse 5, one night Joseph had a dream. And when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. It was already bad enough that Jacob had favored Joseph. It's not fair. It's not fair. You're giving him a coat of many colors, as expensive as that coat is. We're getting leftovers and you're giving him this. It's not fair. Verse 6, listen to this dream he said. We are we were out in the field tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly my bundles stood up and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before me. His brothers responded, so you think you will be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. It's not fair. Oh. Come on now. Verse 9. Soon Joseph had another dream. And again he told his brothers, listen. Uh, He told about it. Listen, I have had another dream. He said, the sun, moon, and 11 stars bowed low before me. This time he told the dream to his father as well as his brothers. But his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that, he asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, mm, his father wondered, at what the, uh, wondered what the dreams meant. So even though his father, Jacob, began to put on his spiritual mind... because there are some things that he needed to see, (laughs) discern. Those brothers, they were still in their natural minds. They were angry. They were jealous. It's not fair. It's not fair. Then as you go in your personal study, you can read the rest. Hallelujah. But we're going to jump over to Genesis chapter 48, verse 8. Now by this time, Joseph has already gone from the pit to the palace. He's already delivered his brothers. They're living in Goshen. The famine is going on, but they're getting still prospering. And Joseph has had children. He has had um, Ephraim and Manasseh. Ephraim uh, is the younger, and Manasseh was the older son. And now it's come to a point where Jacob, his uh, his father, Esau, um, sorry, his father, Israel, is about to put a blessing on the grandchildren, on Jacob's children. Then Jacob looked over at the two boys. Are these your sons, he asked. Yes, Joseph told him. These are the sons God has given me here in Egypt. And Jacob said, bring them closer to me so I can bless them. Jacob was half blind because of his age and could hardly see. So Joseph brought the boys close to him and Jacob kissed and embraced them. Then Jacob said to Joseph, I never thought I would see your face again, but now God has let me see your children. Mm, See your children too. See, see, come on, spiritual eyes, spiritual mind. Okay, flow with it. Hallelujah. uh, Joseph moved uh, moved the boys who were at their grandfather's knees, and he bowed with his face to the ground. Then he positioned the boys in front of Jacob. Pay close attention to this. With his right hand, he directed Ephraim towards Jacob's left hand. And with his left hand, he put Manasseh at Jacob's right hand. Because the right hand is the, is the, uh, is the hand of authority, the hand of blessing, is yeah. the hand of power. So, in essence, Joseph wanted to make sure that the elder brother got the greater blessing. Okay? That was the whole point. That's what's fair in Joseph's eyes. Yeah. After everything Joseph has been through. From the pit to the palace. Learning to forgive. Yes. Come on. Yes. Hallelujah. And he still had some things to issues to work out. Yes. Hallelujah. Verse 14. But Jacob crossed his arms. And as he reached out to lay his hands on the boy's head. He put his right hand on the head of Ephraim. Mm-hmm. Though he was the younger boy. And his left hand on the head of Manasseh. Though he was the firstborn, then he blessed Joseph and said, May the God before whom my grandfather Abraham and my father Isaac walked, the God who have, has been my shepherd all my life to this very day, the angel who has redeemed me from all harm, may he bless these boys, may they preserve my name and the names of Abraham and Isaac, and may their descendants multiply greatly throughout the earth. Catch this. But Joseph was upset. It's not fair. It's not fair. When he saw that his father placed his right hand on Ephraim's head. So what did Mr. Joseph do? So Joseph lifted it up. He took a hold of his daddy's hand and moved it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. No, my father, he said, this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused. I know, my son, I know, he replied, Manasseh will also become a great people, but his younger brother will become even greater than his descendants, and his descendants will become a multitude of nations. In Joseph's eyes, it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. Ah, verse 20 says, So Jacob blessed the boys that day with the blessing. The people of Israel will use your names. When they give a blessing, they will say, My God, make you prosperous as Ephraim and Manasseh. In this way, Jacob put Ephraim ahead of Manasseh. So you see, people are getting stuff left and right. But we came from the same family. Why are you getting this and I'm getting that? It's not fair. Daddy, you treat this one better than you treat that one. Mama, you love this one more than you love that one. It's not fair. There are some things that you will not be able to discern and see with your natural eyes. Because you're not, and you need to have spiritual eyes. And that's where a place of maturity has to come into, into play. You've got to mature, you've got to grow, because with great blessings, there is great responsibility. We often hear the saying with, you know, greater levels, greater devils. And it most definitely is true. There are, some, there are responsibilities, there are attacks, there are things you open yourself up to even the more yeah. when you accept certain blessings and responsibilities and God puts you on certain assignments. So we ought not be envious of everybody else's assignment. We ought not be envious of everybody else's yeah. title. We not, ought, ought not be envious of everybody else's position. Bloom where you have been planted, right? That's what they say, bloom where you planted. God will plant you in a place, and when you get too big for that pot, he will uproot you, lift you up, and put you in another pot. He'll plant you somewhere else. But if you don't stay there in, to be mature, because as soon as something happens that rubs up against your flesh, that disagrees with your flesh, you want to up and move, you will never get to the place where you'll be able to spiritually discern and understand and walk fully in the manifestation and the glory of God. Hallelujah. And so we see that with, even with Joseph getting upset, getting jealous, and all these different things going on, we know that this is works of the flesh. This is sinful nature. How do we know that? We go back to Galatians chapter 5. It reminds us, verse 19, when you follow the desires of sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality impurity, lustful pleasures, ha huh? idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambi- ambition, dissension, division yes. causing strife, instigating stuff yes. oh you want to <laughs> instigating stuff mm envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again as I have before that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. You will not inherit the kingdom of God. Ah. Oh. And so it is necessary cuz why we need to put first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Yes. And then all these things will be added unto us. When we be put the kingdom. That's why we need to be spiritually minded. Romans 8, chapter 5, verses uh, uh, chapter 8, verses 5 through 7 tells us, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. What are you minding today? Are you minding the things of the flesh or are you minding things of the spirit? Because if you're minding things of the spirit, it's not going to bother you that somebody else has more. It won't faze you cuz your flesh should be dead, crucified to that kind of stuff. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. That's how you can celebrate them for their accomplishments. That's how you can rejoice for them. Rejoice with them that do rejoice. Because the carnal mind is enmity, meaning an enemy against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither can it be. Mm. And so with that we remember that it's important for us to if we're because the righteous judge we can only acknowledge his authority and live at peace and live the satisfied life if we're submitting ourselves to the authority of the righteous judge. Everything that he does, he does with purpose, and it's for his glory and our good. Remember, God's not trying to withhold anything from us. He withholds nothing from them who walk uprightly. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly before him. Hallelujah. Because he's doing it for his glory and our good. Remember, he's trying to get us to uh, an expected end. It's not for our evil. It's always for our good. Hallelujah. And so we must, that's why we need to stop comparing. We don't have, as kingdom believers, we don't have the authority to compare somebody else's blessing with this blessing. Remember, don't allow that spirit of competition, of unjust competition, that spirit of jealousy, because now you're trying to make yourself the judge. You're trying to usurp the authority of God. As the righteous judge, it's literally like going into the courtroom, telling the judge to go take a hike, and now you're going to go sit behind the counter and remove the nameplate and put your own nameplate up there and get and 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 uh, pound the gavel. The righteous judge knows what he is doing. Can you trust what he is doing? Can you trust that even when you don't understand, it's still for your good? Can you trust that if you ask him, he will give you an answer? Yeah and don't be afraid of the answer and when he gives you corrections and instructions, actually obey and do it, don't just dismiss it because you don't like it well no, that's too hard the way of a transgressor is hard but if you willingly submit to the authority of God, it's easy hallelujah, it's easy Mm. and so uh, what kinds of things should we be setting our affections on Matthew 21, verse 42, reminds us because he is the righteous, does Jesus said unto them, Do ye never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected? The same is become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. At this time, Jesus was reminding the disciples, Look, I'm going to be rejected by a lot of people. They're not going to like me. Just like Joseph got upset. <laughs> He he got jealous. There were other Jews. Christ came first to the Jews and then the Gentiles. There were people who did not accept him. They did not want to accept that the Messiah had come to save them spiritually. And because he was going through all these forms of rejection, literally being spit on, put out, beat up, all these things, yet and still, it's marvelous in God's eyes. God did it with a purpose. Yes. It was for a purpose and a plan. It was yet and still for our good. Not evil, but yet and still for our good. It's marvelous in his eyes. Yes. So even when you feel uncomfortable with certain things, can you still say, Lord, righteous judge, I trust you. This is marvelous in your eyes. Yes. Because I'm, being, I'm surrendering myself yeah. unto you. I submit myself, I bring myself under the authority of God, the righteous judge. Hallelujah. Psalms 50 and 6 says, The heaven shall declare his righteousness, for God is judge himself. Selah. That means pause and think on this. God is judge. Remember, he has the authority to make the final decision. He has the authority to make the final decision, to decide what is fair, he has the authority. Mm. I'm not going to try to usurp the authority of God.. That's right. Isaiah 55:8 through9 also reminds us, "For my thoughts are not your thoughts, for uh, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your than your ways. and my thoughts than your thoughts. Mm. And so we come back to this, understanding that what we think is fair. It has nothing to do with it. <laughs> it really has nothing to that's do with right. it. Because God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. So that's why we need to make sure we are operating with that spiritual mindset. Hallelujah. And so I, I'm sharing all of this to, be, to remind you, because even if you have not yet experienced this moment, but I'm sure you have because we are living life, Be reminded that when the enemy tries to come up and try to make you think that you're not where you're supposed to be, that you're a failure, because you haven't done this yet and you haven't gotten that yet, remember, the righteous judge knows what he is doing. It's for his glory and your good. As long as you stay with a listening ear and obedient to follow the instructions he tells you to do, you are exactly where you need to be. As we heard God confirm even this morning, it is well. It is well. What God was speaking to me even on yesterday was to be content. God said, be content with what I have given you. And secure in knowing that I have given oh, that I have given you has been custom made for you. Mm-hmm. Your gifts, your talents, your growth, your ministry, your faith, your obedience, yes. your maturity, yes. your humility, yes. your reward, your blessing, your prosperity, and your abundance. Yes. I am the Lord God. I know what you need and when you need it. I will not fail you. Everything I do is for my glory and your good to usher you peacefully into the mandated blessing and my abiding presence into the beauty of holiness. It may not seem equal in man's eyes. Ah, but guess what? It is equally just and right in God's eyes. It is equally just and right in God's eyes. I do all things well. Hmm. It is good and marvelous. God does not change his mind when he's made a purpose of it. He gets it right on the first yes. time. It's man who then pollutes and tries to pervert what God has made. Yes. Yes. But guess what? God gets it right. He is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent or change his mind. Meaning that he is not human and he does not have the same mentality as human beings yes. Yes. or the same frailty as human beings. Hmm. So guess what it is fair. Yeah. Because God is just and right. He is the righteous judge. It is fair. Mm. It, it, is is fair. fair. it is fair. It is fair. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, oh, 13 okay. through 16 okay. rem- reminds us as we're understanding that it is fair, which things also we speak not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth compareth spiritual things with spiritual. That's why it's faith right. right. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Yes. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them. Because they are spiritually discerned. Mm, spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things. Yet he himself is judged of no man. Ah, uh, when you when you are satisfied with God, and you are content in the oh, in the in the presence of the living God, nothing can compare to what God is doing on the inside of you. Amen. There's no one who can say you have or have not <clears throat> arrived. God, you're exactly where God wants you to be. Amen. For he hath known the mind of the Lord, that he uh, that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ, the mind of Christ. That's why it is so important. To put on Christ with the word of God talks about clothing yourself in Christ. Did you clothe yourself in Christ today? Or did you put halfway on Christ? (laughs) Did you put Christ's pants on, but you didn't put a Christ's shirt on? Uh, You put a Christ's helmet on, but didn't put Christ's shoes on? Uh Because where you're walking, the way you're talking. The things you're choosing to listen to. There are some things even like when you watch different shows and things, you may listen to it and watch it just to see what it's about. But as soon as something clicks in your spirit and says, mm, I, I don't quite like that, that's the Holy Spirit. If the Spirit of God is living on the inside of you, he's telling you something. He's whispering between your thoughts. Okay, you, you watch this one episode, but you don't need to watch the rest of that season. And let's cleanse ourselves because there's some things that are introducing and trying to expose you to that you don't need in your spirit, in your household. Well, I'm doing it behind the closed door. Ain't nobody else listening. Well, guess. Oh, can I tell you something? <laughs> you may be doing it behind that closed bedroom door, but I guarantee you, the spirit that's coming out of that device permeates through those walls, through those doors. The children, it gets in their spirits. It get. Oh, even getting the dog and the cat and whatever hamster you may even have. It gets in other people. And then you're wondering why the kid's acting up so much. Why is it that the baby won't go down? Why is it all of a sudden he's saying and she's saying all crazy things off the top of their head? And now they're battling things, afraid to say what it is, because they're embarrassed because you've allowed the spirit to enter into your house. Oh, Holy Ghost cleanse us. Holy Ghost cleanse us. It doesn't matter your title. Thank you, Jesus. It happens. Yes, it we're is. in this world, we're not yes. of it. But guess what? God has given us wisdom. Yes. He's given us the mind of Christ to overcome it. So when we identify it, we overcome it. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. That's from the pulpit to the door. We all overcome it. Hallelujah. Go, Because he is the righteous judge. He is the righteous judge. He's teaching us how to walk out his principles. He's teaching us how to live this thing from day to day to day. And so we can walk in the liberty. Yes that he has for us. I want the righteous judge to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I want the righteous judge to be say, enter in. I don't want to be condemned with the world over that spirit of jealousy or guilt or shame or rejection. That's why I want to live that life that being having the mind of Christ and being spiritual minded gives us life and peace. God doesn't want you to keep dwelling in the chaos. And the confusion God doesn't want that for you God wants you to live in the peace and the strength and the wisdom of God and it's available to you all you have to do is to say Lord I surrender I yield myself and I surrender I choose to submit to your will and your way Holy Spirit live on the inside of me come I can't do this by myself I need you God I need you, God. Hallelujah. And I leave you with this last scripture. 2 Timothy 4 and 8. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will reward to me on that day. And will, and, and not only to me, but also to all who loved his appearing. Amen. Hallelujah. If you loved his appearing, that means you're going to prepare for his appearing. That means you're going to be obedient. And, and do what he says to do so you can see him up here in the sky hallelujah let's give god praise